Shut up and sit down. Okay, that's right. Because I remember you were just talking about stretching them last time I was here. That's what it was. Yeah, so that's what I'm doing is they've always been pierced, but now I'm stretching them out. Sweet. Um, Again, I don't really, like personally, I don't really like the big earlobes. Yeah, I have double zeros. Yeah. Very good size. That's still too big for me. Like, I just want pencil eraser size ones. Yeah. I, I used to wear just like the fake gauges, you know? Yeah, I and used to wear those too, and yeah. then I got the balls and just did the real shit. No, it, well, see, that's what I'm doing now. Yeah. Because I want them that same size, so still not as big as yours, but right. I want them for real. I might go bigger. Go bigger, go home. Is go what bigger, they tell fucking them. go home. Yeah. I'm going to have them down to the fucking floor. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> That's a little far, oh far out there. But. Well, I always think about when I get older and, you know, your skin stretches. Like, they're just going to get bigger on their own. Someone's going to be this dope-ass old lady with, like, these big-ass cages. I don't know if you're, like, like yeah, you They'll stretch a little sags. bit. No, That's what, what I'm, I'm saying, saying is, Like, your skin does sag, but it's not, like, you know, to a complete... You're going to lose your... Like, elasticity. Yeah, see, I'm too high now. What I'm trying to say is that its skin doesn't stretch to the point when you're old like that to where it's just like, oh, now I need a new size. It's not like It that. might, though. You no, ain't I mean, old. not to the level, at least, that you're speaking to. Like, all of a sudden, well, it's to the ground. I'm just like, fucking... I'm not that goddamn literal. I know. Well, I know. That's, That's why you why never get my jokes. <laughs> I guess. Let's catch up real quick. What's been going on with you the last... I guess since we were late, everyone knows we're late. Three weeks. Dude, too much shit has been going on. Where do you want to fucking start? Probably the last three weeks. Oh my god. (laughs) I don't even um, know what to get into. No, it's okay. I got you. I mean, you recently had some pretty bad news happen with your boyfriend situation. Yeah. So my boyfriend broke up with me on my lunch break at work. Asshole. And he broke up with me because my two best friends are dudes. Whoop-de-fucking-do. Is one of them me? I guess. Oh, wow. And... I'm so (laughs) privileged in life. And he told me that my friends are bad for me and that he doesn't want me to do the podcast anymore and that I shouldn't be seeing Rhino twice a month and doing this podcast and blah, 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 and that I should listen to him and he would take care of me. And it's just like this manipulative, abusive bullshit that he just like handed to me. And I'm sad about it because, you know, it was just so abrupt and I had some feelings for him. I am not going to fucking be with that shit. He was lost. And he also didn't like the shit I post on Facebook, like my political stuff. He's like, you're too mean and outspoken. I'm like, we have to be fucking radical at this point or nothing's going to change. It's like, it's just Facebook. That's like nothing. Yeah, well, I also similarly, well, I did something similar. 
where I didn't stop posting my political stuff on Facebook or, or just in general, but I've taken them off Facebook, like I yeah. mentioned. You saw my post. Yeah. And then I'm just posting my political stuff on Twitter now. So if you want to follow me, everybody, like, you can. Damn it, I don't have Twitter, and I don't get to see all your fucking sassy bullshit. My sassiness is skyrocketed on Twitter. I'll just have to text you more. You think I'm fucking sassy on Facebook. You should see my Twitter. I feel like I might just get Twitter to follow you. You should. I am amazing. I think I'm funny. I am amazing. I don't know why I don't have more followers, is all I'm saying. I get that, but to the point of, like, a boyfriend telling you, you can't do this, you can't do that, and then the other reason is, uh, for breaking up with you, so you hang out with other guys more than me, like, no, that's a little further than, like, and, and you said it, it's abuse, it's a little further than yeah. controlling, it's abusive. Right. Yeah. And it didn't get to the point where he was abusing me, he was just I mean, like, I mean, honestly, if I had stopped doing the podcast and stopped hanging out with you and my other friends and just done everything you had said, I would be with him, but I'm not that fucking type of person, I'm way too outspoken and yeah. he didn't like that shit. Yeah, I mean, you shouldn't have to stop that stuff, though. like, that's normal, everyday life, and you should be able to handle it, and you should be able to... Uh, be able to talk about it because that's necessary. Yeah. Anyway, moving on from that. Everything good outside of that? No, mental health has been shit. (laughs) 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 Yeah? Yeah. Well, even before, like, the breakup, which hasn't really made me tank much, I've actually kind of felt a little better. I was just feeling really depressed, anxious, super suicidal all that fun stuff like that i i normally feel it's just been worse like did this start before the guy thing or? yeah okay so it's been like a month worse outside of the guy thing i think i'm just super stressed like the new job is putting a lot of stress on me and i'm trying to do good at it even though i fucking hate it mm-hmm. because and that's always hard too right i don't want to work for some bullshit monopoly yeah, right. <laughs> i need the money and it's not enough money so i'm just kind of stressed and like i don't really want to participate in life anymore i got I, a I kid like so i gotta keep on going <laughs> Yeah, see, I don't have a kid, but, like, I do the exact same thing. Like, I hate my fucking job right now. Not that I hate designing every day. I love designing every single day, but when this company's not creative at all, and they keep, like, doing their stupid bullshitty things, like, my boss is a straight-up asshole. He said So is mine. So, you know, it's, it's kind of just, like, you kind of have to put up with it, but I shouldn't have to. Therefore, I'm looking for a new job right now, and it just, it, it sucks. Yeah, I'm gonna be at Walmart for at least another year or two, I'm planning, just because I think I can do well there for now, and the money is better than I've ever had. I get full-time, you know, benefits and shit, so. I get paid more than I've ever been paid, but apparently not enough to, like, afford things I need. Right, it's ridiculous. Rockford sucks. Yeah. Didn't mean to cut you off there. I just thought that was pretty necessary. You're good. Whatever. You always think whatever you say is more necessary than anybody else. I know. <laughs> I'm a rock star. I'm trying to. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm trying to cut back. But we actually to cut through all of this stuff. Um, we actually have a question. Did you just make a sound? Yeah. Wow. Well, I'm sorry. I just want to keep people interested. They're interested. Oh, yeah, because I make cool sound effects. I do agree with you. And this isn't sarcastic. I agree. 
Okay. Somebody, I'm skeptical, but okay. We have a question which I've mentioned before in the last two episodes. Anybody who wants to send us questions about life, what's going on with them, or if you have podcast episode ideas, send us those. Like just questions that you may want to want us to cover. And if they're good enough, we'll do it. Yeah, that's kind of <laughs> the point. If they're not good, then well, obviously we're not talking. <laughs> Sorry, dude. Or I mean, we might make no, no, okay. We make <laughs> so much you. fun of you. Or not. No, we um, love you. Sorry. But with that said, we have a question from our friend from high school, Becca. Not you, Becca. The other Becca, Becca. So, <laughs> so that's what this episode is kind of going to focus on as our subject. And she asks, as you may know, I'm starting in the ED, which it sounds strange becca why don't you remind everybody what ed is real quick it's the emergency department emergency room nah it's erectile dysfunction uh, she's a dick nurse it's funny <laughs> sorry becca <laughs> <laughs> i'm not sorry that's really i'm not sorry <laughs> dick nurse. so the dick nurse um no okay <laughs> becca it is ed it is emergency doctor department whatever she's not a doctor she's, she's a, a nurse, nurse. That's right. which nurses are better as you may know i'm starting in the ed and though yeah i do struggle with mental health issues i've never been there and experienced how it feels to actually have to say out loud to a nurse or doctor i want to kill myself been there so becca as someone who's actually gone to the erectile dysfunction center and told that <laughs> doctor there that my dick's not working yep and i want to kill myself because of it (laughs) no dick no life (laughs) (laughs) that's right if you don't have a dick it is pretty hard to have a life wow that is painfully true right in this country (laughs) oh man so anyway what is a good like best practices i guess an emergency room doc. Okay, when so someone, sorry, when someone says they want to kill themselves. Yeah, first I'm gonna start off with kind of saying or talking about how I felt going in when I had to say these things, and I've done it three times. Really not fun at all. So you say you're pretty knowledgeable. About yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the first time I went in was fucking terrifying, and when you have to go in and say to a complete stranger i want to kill myself because you have to say that or they're not gonna know what's wrong with you i mean i guess you could slip them a note but yeah that that would probably be my move because i just thought about it like having to like physically first drive there have the courage to drive to that hospital and then get the courage to tell somebody who again if you're in that situation you don't really talk to anybody about your feelings yeah even say like hey I want to kill myself to a doctor, a trained doctor, like, right. that's fucking hard, so I probably have to just, like, slip him a note, like, hey, I don't want to say anything, but... <laughs> the thing about saying it is, it's just super embarrassing, and then as soon as you say it, like, you're saying it, and you're just, like, you feel like you're overreacting. Like disingenuous. Yeah, you feel like it's not real, what you're saying isn't sincere, even though it is, it just doesn't feel like something you should ever be saying yeah 
Well, yeah, I mean, it's it goes against nature to actually, you know, want to kill yourself, but, you know, it is something that we all feel, I feel like. At some point, all of us feel that way, and it's not just the joking way, like, oh, I want to kill myself, my life is so hard. I fucking drop my coffee on the ground. (laughs) No, um, actually wanting to, you know, commit the act is something entirely different and goes against all science. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense, and it's just really weird to say out loud. Like, I mean, I've said it out loud to people who are close to me, and that's different, but when you have to go and ask for help and say, I want to kill myself to just some random stranger, you don't know how they're going to take it, what they're going to say to you. So I think the best thing for nurses, because usually when you get there, the first person you talk to is a nurse, like right when you go up to the desk. So they're going to be the first person who is going to, you know, set up how you're going to feel kind of. Like discretion is really nice and just kind of being chill about it and just at first, you know, they're going to have to ask you questions and stuff like that. And I've always had nurses who are just really calm and they don't seem like, or you know, they seem like they care. Not that they're just asking these questions because they have to. It's like, and then they say, you know, you're really strong for coming in here. It was a really good choice. They try to like make you feel good for the choice you made because it's really hard And even when you're there, you're like this is fucking stupid. I want to leave now, but they're not gonna let you leave at that point Let me go. I want out. (laughs) I changed my mind. (laughs) Psych! That's when they restrain you and it gets worse (laughs) (laughs) I've never been restrained so so just like that one time at band camp Yeah, that one time I was ashamed at band camp. Well, actually I was just uh, put into handcuffs because if you go to the hospital and you're suicidal and they decide they're going to keep you usually they'll find a place for you to go if the hospital you went to doesn't have a behavioral health center or whatever then they'll try to send you to a different hospital sure so the first time i went i was sent to a hospital like two hours away from my house so i was handcuffed put into a cop car and driven two hours away like that yeah, that's just a callback to the first episode, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 so we know how that ended. Yeah, real fun. <laughs> Brown socks. Um, yeah, so when it, when it comes to all of that, though, like, the interactions of uh, the nurses with you in that situation, is there any advice outside of, I guess, more empathy if they need it? I don't know. Well, the nurses have always been the best, when I'm in the hospital, doctors mm-hmm. kind of suck. So it's really the nurses that kind of get you through everything. Most of them that I've come in contact with are really awesome. Um, you know, there's always a few, like, shitty people. The nurses are great because when you stay in the hospital when you're not feeling good mentally, mm-hmm. you know, they're there if you need to talk, if, you know, because the doctors aren't around. So, yeah, the nurses are the best. Um, the worst thing that the nurses do in the hospital is wake you up at like 5 30 every morning to steal your blood those bitches but other than that they're pretty fucking great they always you know made me feel better and they try to get you up get you moving try to help you get myself up and moving thank you very much <laughs> i need no help Yeah, nurses, they always seem to be really empathetic and really caring, and Mm. they want to help, and they're there because they want to help, and there's a few bad apples, like there isn't everything, but mostly what I come across is very empathetic people who know you're going through something, whether it's a small thing compared to this other person, they're still going to treat it like it's important, because it is. 
Yeah. Everybody's different. Everybody feels things differently. Yeah. So, but you mentioned, though, is that the doctors suck. How so? Okay, so when you, it's kind of half the doctors suck and half the system sucks. In my experience, the doctors have their own offices or whatever, but then they'll come into the hospital. They try to every day, but they have so many patients they're seeing scheduled, and they try to get to the hospital to see all as crazy people in a loony bin there, and they just don't have a lot of time so you see a doctor if you're there five days you might see the doctor like three times and each visits like 10 minutes so it's not great because people go into the hospital and this is the first time they've ever seen a doctor try to get treatment anything Mm -hmm. and they'll talk to a doctor for 10 minutes who diagnoses them puts them on meds it's like how can you really know somebody after 10 minutes i feel very strongly that uh like psychologists and psychiatrists if they diagnose you with something within the first session, they're probably bullshit. Yeah. Because it takes time to get to know somebody a little bit and their history and everything. Yeah. So just keep that in mind if you go to a doctor for stuff like this and they give you a diagnosis right away. I would just, you know, take it completely, truly or whatever because... Seriously. Yeah, seriously. I couldn't... My words were it's lost. Okay. But, I, yeah. I concur wholeheartedly um i think the first two therapists that i had um were fucking delusional so yeah i wholeheartedly agree it wasn't until like maybe the fifth one where i was just like oh i think they're right that sounds same right. yeah <laughs> it takes oh god it takes a long time to find a good one and the system and, and is just so you fucked you have to take the time to actually yeah. find one that's right for you because finding a therapist even but more so a psychologist and psychiatrist yep. you have to find uh, it's like having a relationship. If it doesn't yeah. work, it doesn't work. Right. You click or you don't. So but I've never found a psychiatrist that I like. I like psychologists, but me and psychiatrists just don't get along. I've never been into a, been to a psychiatrist, and I want yeah. to know. But at the same time, I also don't. Right. <laughs> but nurses are fucking great in everything. When you know when you go to the hospital for fucking anything, all the nurses are great. Hello, nurse. Hello, nurse. (laughs) (laughs) So outside of the doctor, or you hating doctors and (laughs) loving nurses instead, which to me sounds right, because you know. Hello, nurse. Exactly. (laughs) I have to say it. Um, So outside of those things, how does the process really go? Like when you're admitted. What do they do? Paperwork, or is there more? Okay, so you first go in, you get assessed, blah, 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 you do all the little paperworks they give you there. You'll probably talk to some kind of doctor to admit you. Um, you definitely talk to nurses. And then different things happen when you go upstairs. Like, So if you brought stuff with you, they're going to take all your stuff and go through it and decide what you can keep and not keep because these mm-hmm. things are safe, these things aren't safe. No bobby pin for you. Yeah, no freaking bobby pins. It's stupid. <laughs> one of the times I went to the hospital, this was only one out of three. Um, it was when I was cutting really bad, so I don't know if this plays into it, but yeah. I was taken into a room and I had to completely strip and... These two nurses had to look over my body and write on this paper that had like a little body drawn on it where all my marks were. So I'm thinking it was because I was cutting. They wanted to see where all my Mm -hmm. cuts were. But that really sucked. But, you know, they didn't make me feel like... Like wrong. Like uncomfortable, you know. I just felt uncomfortable because... 
Yeah. I didn't want people to see my cuts, and that was it. But in terms of, like... So, for me, you know, I think I also mentioned this previously, too, where they have, like, that whole chart of, like, happy to sad. Yeah. Remember that? (laughs) So, um, do they have one of those assessment tests in the assessment, I guess you would So, I think every time I've gone in, they'll give you, like, this kind of survey thing Mm -hmm. where it's you know in the past two weeks have you been feeling more depressed than usual or you know just in the past two weeks have you been blah 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 so it's all that stuff Uh and they use that but then usually you'll get assessed by like some kind of doctor nurse whatever who then says yeah we're gonna admit you Or blah, blah, blah. How, how professional would you say those individuals are? I mean, pretty because professional, but... Because still at but, the ER, right? Yeah. Pretty professional, but the whole process does feel very rushed. But, I mean, yeah, I understand. But even the whole system is rushed. Being in the hospital and everything, it's it just all feels very rushed. Yeah, so would you say that they're actually good at what they do when they assess you to you know, say, like, yeah, you should go into the institution. (laughs) I think they're doing their best with the time and resources that they have because I understand the system is really fucked up and nurses... Well, there's just so many people that need help and we don't have the best resources. I mean, we're a lot better off than a lot of other countries. Sure. But, I mean, we live here, so I'm going to focus on these issues more. Yeah. But it can always be better... There's just so many people that need help. The waiting lists are ridiculous. Trying to find a doctor that works for you. And then the doctors and nurses are just, they're so busy. There's because there's so many people that don't have time to really give you the personalized care that you need. Do so, they give you special socks at the ER? Like they do at the other, let's call it again, an institution? Yeah, yeah I've been in uh, one of the places, I remember specifically they gave people different socks for yeah. what they came in for, like different colored socks. Mine okay. were brown, well, that's which was super now. boring. I wanted the blue ones, but I think those were for like real messed up people, but I was like, damn, I just want some blue socks. Those are cool. See, you got you got the brown ones I twice. I got the fucking brown ones. Two times in a row. Poo socks. Congratulations, you have a trend. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I only really ask because all these questions really because i've never actually had to go to a hospital myself i feel like that'd be a horrible time for me Uh, too many people knowing too much about my own personal life that's why i like to keep it hidden inside and only tell one person my psychologist (laughs) so um yeah no hospital sounds rough yeah it really is rough i mean are there any i guess uh, outside of this question as well in addition to that question, would you say there's ever been any, like, just jaded nurses, like, fucked up asshole nurses? Yeah, definitely, and it kind of sucks. You can just really tell they don't give a fuck. Like, they just feel, like, annoyed at this point, and they don't want to deal with these people. They don't want to deal with you. It's like they're one of those people who just tell you to get over it. Yeah. And that's fucked up. Yeah, when you go for help and somebody says something like that to you, why don't you just get over it? Oh, like that. Stuff like that. I remember having a really horrible experience with a psychiatrist that I tried to go see. She basically told me that she wouldn't treat me unless she was allowed to talk to my mom. And at that point, I had the worst relationship with my mom. My mom was, like, half the reason I felt so fucked up all the time. I was like, there's no reason. I'm an adult. 
Like, yeah, why would she need to speak yeah. to your mom? And she told me, she was like, how, how can you think of killing yourself when you have a daughter? How could you do that to what her? How could you fuck? do that? She was like, you need to be nicer to your mom and you need to go to school and... How old was she? Like an older lady. That makes sense. But... It was awful. Like, I just... And it was fucked up, too, because when I was talking to the receptionist guy or whatever, he was asking me the questions, and then he was just like, good luck with her. Like, and he just basically was telling me flat out before I walked in there that she was a huge bitch. That's fucked up. And I walked out of there, and I got in my car and fucking cried. She was awful. That would make me want to kill myself. Yeah, so if you're going to be in this profession... Don't fucking be like that. Actually, have some empathy. Yeah, well... Or pretend to. to. Fuck. You're here. You're not anymore talking about, in, you know, erectile dysfunction. You're talking about depression and how it relates to your therapist that one time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, ED as in, you know, emergency doctor. So, <laughs> a little different from nurses now. We're now switching to psychologists. Psychiatrists. Psychiatrists. Yeah. Right? That's who it was. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I guess people assessing you as well same answer i suppose yeah so would you i guess outside of psychiatrists would you have any other advice for becca as she transfers into becoming an ed nurse uh what i'm thinking of off the top of my head is sometimes people are gonna come in violent drunk psychotic who knows what so be on your toes because I've seen... Like tippy toes or just... Yeah, be on your tippy tippy toes. Ooh. Watch so out. Wear heels. That's... <laughs> wear, wear high heels for sure. <laughs> and when shit goes down, you take it off and start stabbing. I feel like that's Life a advice. class action fel- felony, but... Okay, yeah, maybe don't do that. But yeah. yeah, I don't really know what nurses are supposed to do in that situation. I'm sure you'll be trained on that Have shit hopefully security that one's pretty you know but yeah face forward. and i feel like those people who come in are probably not gonna get as much empathy as I other people might <laughs> but the thing is is they might need it too like yeah. some people are psychotic and they don't even know what the fuck they're doing yeah they're so far gone they don't even know and they're gonna come too and it's like they still need some empathy they're there for help you That's should at true. least this is what you're there for, you know? Mm-hmm. So. It's kind of your job. Yeah. To have empathy. Right. Miss Jaded Nurse. Basically. Which Rebecca isn't, so. No, but wear your heels. <laughs> wear the heels. <laughs> um, so you were mentioning earlier how, like, when you were being assessed by the doctors and nurses, that they made you strip down so they could see all of your scars. How... I guess, how does that make you feel? And I guess you mentioned already, too, like, they were professional about it, but is there anything they can do more that would make you feel less or more at ease? No, I don't really think there was anything they more they could have done. I think they did everything exactly right, you know? Right. They didn't make me feel weird or anything. They just wanted to see... And then I also have, like, a huge birthmark on my leg, and they were, like, all interested in that. So that kind of made me feel better. It gave me, like, something different to talk about yeah. that wasn't my self-harm. Well, that's a suggestion. You know, like, maybe since you have to look at them, if you can, like, make... Like, don't make fun of them. That's not what I'm getting at. Oh, I fucking probably made jokes, because I'm a little shit. 
to doctors and nurses when I go into the hospital because at that point I just don't give a fuck. Yeah, so, so I'm not an asshole, but yeah, I joke yeah. around like, haha, I'm suicidal. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I think that's a good thing. I think if you personally can try to make it more lighthearted for yourself, making jokes, whatever, we're all pretty good at that. Like yeah. Online. If you can just maybe make a joke out of it for yourself, it'll be a little bit easier to get through. I mean, that's how I did it when I first went to a therapist and when I finally told, like, my best friend and things like that. I I always joke about it. Anytime I have right. to be serious, I joke about it. Right. Because it's hard to talk about serious things. Like, I, you know, people know me. I'm really open with my feelings and things like that. So it's not hard for me to talk about my feelings, especially in, like, relationships, too. But right. Um, uh, when it comes to more serious subjects, um, it's not easy for me to actually just say it. I have to, like, make at least one joke about it. Yeah, and I feel like I kind of do that, too, for my own benefit, but also because, I don't know, I don't feel like people always like talking about this stuff, so it kind of lightens it, so people don't, like, I don't know, I don't want to make them feel too, like, heavy or whatever, but... No, I think it's more, like... For those people like the nurses and things like that yeah people like that it's a uh, hard for them to actually have to ask you about it right yeah it is, and, yeah definitely just, like help them out and make the first joke right and they'll maybe know like where your boundaries are and start making jokes with you back and right go easier I definitely think. but i guess how i know this is kind of uh i mean maybe a little too personal but also, um, you know, for people who get to that point, what is, and, and this is going to be a bigger subject, but for now, I guess, since it's related, how does one, like, pull themselves into cutting themselves? Like, what, what's the desire behind that? So personally, for me, I started cutting because I had so much pain in my head and just like in my chest all the time it was just all this mental pain and depression and sadness and all this shit I just you can't get away from it because it's always fucking there behind your eyes and so I started cutting so you feel this physical fucking pain and it kind of makes you forget about the mental shit for a while and not necessarily like forget but it would make me numb to where I would just kind of like dissociate and just blank the fuck out and that's better than on the verge of killing yourself every fucking minute so that's why I cut now do you think that let me put it this way would you having said that like the euphoria behind that would you say that it's comparable to people who do drugs instead and if you I don't want to rate these things because they both kind of have a euphoria behind them, but, and I don't want to glorify them either, but would you say that doing drugs is more helpful to you to get to that point of euphoria to forget about everything else or cutting? Well, everything... That's probably not a good question, but you get what I'm going with. Yeah, everything's a coping mechanism. They do different things. They People use different things to cope for different reasons. And a lot of times we end up doing shitty things to ourselves to make us feel better because nothing else works. And it's not really working, but it does help in a way. Um, I was seeing a psychologist for about two years, and I fucking loved her. And oh, I meant like you saw her. I'm like, oh. Oh, no. You know that. But she, when I first started seeing her, and I told her I was cutting, mm-hmm. she said, I 
don't want you to be cutting, but I'm not going to suggest that you stop right now. She says, because you don't, you have not learned any other coping mechanisms yet, like healthy ones. And she was like, I don't want you to stop cutting because if that's better than you killing yourself. Mm -hmm. She was like, it's bad, but it's better than you killing yourself. So don't stop doing that until you have healthier coping mechanisms yeah and that just made a lot of sense to me like it still sucks like weaning yourself off drugs yeah she didn't because if you are like oh i can't do this because it's bad it's bad but then you just fucking freak out and then you kill yourself yeah that's a lot worse than having scars on your body right i really want to talk about this on here because i don't talk about my cutting really ever yeah because it makes people really squeamish Nobody wants to talk about it, and it's something I've really needed to talk about, Yeah. and when nobody wants to fucking talk about it, it's just, like, building up inside me, and... Well, set off. Go off, girl. <laughs> go off. <laughs> go off, girl. Yeah, go off, girl. Go. So, I was cutting a fuck ton, yeah. um, I don't a couple years ago, two years ago. Yeah. It's blurry to me because I was so fucked up then. My arms are just full of fucking scars because that's where I would cut um, because I could hide it. Yeah, they're noticeable. I mean, I've had like twice people come up to me like nicely like ask about be like oh i've had issues too like just kind of like you know what's up girl power to you like i get you um so yeah people can see them and i think it's made people feel weird people act different around me the times i would cut uh were usually during panic attacks Mm -hmm. really fucking bad panic attacks and we can go into panic attacks in a different episode because that's a big fucking topic but it'd be in really bad panic attacks when i was alone but couldn't like leave but that doesn't really help either so i would cut and then i would feel that numbness and i would fucking watch myself bleed and i would clean myself up and i would just be fucking numb for a while and i wouldn't have a panic attack i wouldn't be panicking because some days i would just fucking it was like up and down panic attack numb panic attack numb and i was just fucking full of cuts all up and down my arms it was awful and a lot of people well nobody ever saw all the extent of my cuts yeah Yeah. even though i had like boyfriends at the time Mm -hmm. nobody saw all of it and it was bad at one point both my arms just had cuts from my wrists to my fucking shoulders almost the front and the back and It's a big part of me, like, a lot of people ask me, well, why don't you get tattoos over them? And I have a lot of tattoos, but I always make sure I don't go over my scars, just because I'm not ready to forget them. Like, Mm -hmm. I need them as a reminder still, you know? But, I mean, I can always slip back into cutting. I'm not gonna beat myself up over it. I really don't want to do it, but if it happens, it happens. I'm always gonna probably relapse here and there. Yeah, I mean, it's not obviously something we would recommend ever. No, a horrible thing to do but you know if that is something that you no know, Becca you do no one's gonna judge you for it and if we you just, do then frig off yeah but you know we as myself not ever been a cutter I do hope that you do stop one day yeah That'd be nice. I mean I haven't cut for a very long time yeah almost a year I think honestly I never remember I never keep track of it I don't know why you would 
I just don't want to feel disappointed in myself when I'm like, oh, I got to a year, and then I fucking cut yeah. the next day. Then you feel disappointed. It's just like, oh, I haven't cut in, I don't know, a really long time. Feels good, yeah. whatever. Yeah, see, that that's a weird thing, too, because I recently posted that, or one of our first earlier posts was like, oh, my 11-year since the first time I yeah. tried to kill myself. Yeah. Thing. Like, that's a different thing as well because like what right. you're saying is that you can relapse it's more of a count or how many days have i been to you know, right mine is like yeah that was my first time right and i remember I, the, there are other times yeah you know? i remember my very first panic attack i don't remember the day it was in 2010 i remember that very clearly that yeah. was just like the moment i was 19 i feel like that was the moment my brain just fucking snapped yeah and ever since then something's been different yeah, see, that's weird, too, because I was telling another friend of ours, uh, Sam, that I could literally feel, some days I feel that I can literally feel the chemical imbalance, like, swooshing in my Dude. brain. Dude. I'm not kidding. The lava like, lamp. Feels, you know, like, tides, like, if it was in a bowl. It yes. Be, like, you know, back and yeah. Forth. It feels like that in a specific section in my brain, like, on the right side of my head. Yeah. Where I can literally feel it, and it makes me dizzy all of a sudden. Dude. Like, I can feel it. It's weird. Like, I know that's obviously not what it is. Right. But that's how it feels, and it's fucking weird. Well, I get, like, these stabbing headaches right on the top of my head, and it'll be, like, towards one side. It's always either, it's always on a side. It's never, like, in the middle. It'll be on the right side or the left side. I'm like, maybe that's my fucking imbalance. Just, like, feels like somebody's just, like, banging it with a hammer. Just, like. I don't want this anymore. Not hard, just, like, a smack. Like, it hurts, but it's not like somebody's trying to fucking crack my skull, you know? Yeah. But fuck, man. Headaches suck. I get so many of them. And that's due to my mental illness mm-hmm. half the time. Yeah, I mean, I know some people who have, uh, like, depression headaches. Oh, know, God. Where it's just like... Me. You get to the point where you're so depressed. Like, because I get, like, when I get super sad, like, I can feel physical pain. For, like, I, I mentioned in the first episode, Yeah, in your chest and shoulders and shoulders stuff. to my the fingertips. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So I guess people will have that in their head as a headache. Yeah, that's like one of my symptoms. Like from depression and anxiety and any mental illness, I think you can get a lot of physical symptoms. Um, So I get a lot of fucking headaches. I get dizzy. I'll get pain in my chest. And I also like pick at my fingers a lot. And they're all facts. That's that's also kind of a little bit of self-harm, because my fingers yeah. get cut open. They look really like bad. I mean, real bad. you guys saw my post with the band-aids, but you can't see what's under them in that picture. I've seen it without them. Well, yeah. Yeah, it's bad. Stop it. You're cured now. Just stop. Oh my god, thanks, Susan. You totally cured me. <laughs> Here's some essential oils. Try these next time. Oh my gosh, I think they're gonna work. I bet they won't. If I just believe they'll work, <laughs> they'll work. Yep, that's why we sell them so often. Anyway. <laughs> they smell <laughs> like magic. So, so <laughs> fucking bullshit. Like, I, I, I do use them, and they do, like, calm me down a little bit. But right, but it, it's not enough. It's more of, like, a relaxing bath. It's not going to yeah. cure your headaches. Or, <laughs> sorry. It's not going to cure your depression. Right. It's not going to cure, you know, your mental illness in general. Like, it's gonna relax you, and then you're gonna go back to hating yourself, because that's well, what it is. everything smells nice. 
Why? I'll think so. It's like, oh, it smells like a nice ocean breeze in here, but I want to fucking kill myself. (laughs) I fucking love the ocean. But anyway, we get... Yeah, a lot of those things are hoaxes, but yeah, back back to the ER. I do have a question. Okay, so I have... Let's put it this way. I have known friends to have their stomachs pumped and things like that on a... uh, Because they've overdosed and, you know, they don't want to die, so they try to help them, obviously. Yeah. You know, putting drugs in their body, not so, or alcohol for that matter, too. I've had that as well. But point is, is that if you have a medical procedure like that, where like nine one one's called, they take you in an ambulance, they pump your stomach. Right. In that situation, d- does the same assessment go into it as well? Like, oh, why did you do this? Blah blah blah. Um, well, I think you should go to a mental hospital. Oh yeah, definitely. If I think if nine one one is called on you for something like that, and it's apparent that you have something going on mentally, or whoever is with you at the time says that, and they take you to the hospital and treat you, they're probably gonna assess you mm-hmm. and decide if they are going to admit you or not for that, or if they're gonna just hold you in like I think sometimes they'll just hold you in like the regular hospital, like in a bed or something, for a couple days, yeah. like seventy two hours. Yeah, right. So. Weird how our name is also 72 hours. Yeah, so that's how that works. Yeah, no, that that makes sense. I guess you can almost get in some trouble as well if it's like a almost against your will situation. Right. I feel like that's probably where that would come in a lot more. Yeah, um, if you get the cops called on you, like, it was different in my situation. They just did it because they assume, because I'm mentally ill, that I'm a fucking danger. Right, that's procedure. So, that's a little different, but if... I, it's, I don't like it, but it's procedure. Y- yeah, if you're, like, being violent because of your mental illness or whatever, and you get the cops called on you, you can be court-ordered to have to stay in the hospital and be yeah. treated without being convicted of anything, I'm pretty sure. Also, I learned recently... That your family can petition to have you admitted to a hospital if they feel like your mental illness is, like, really bad or whatever, mm-hmm. if you're going to kill yourself. They can petition to have you put into the hospital. So, there's that, too. New info. Well, Fun fact. Intervention. Um, <laughs> I love that show. I'm not gonna lie. That show really? is the best. Like, I know. So, here's the thing, too. I like My, my Strange Addiction. Yes. Yeah, I just, For real. All you watch is fucking crime shows. Let's get into that one. Let's watch some fucking... Remember when I would make you watch Forensic Files? Like, every time we came That's what I came I'm talking about. I know, it's great. So many episodes. Oh, my God. So, anyway, uh, back to what we were really talking about. Um, I have a bunch of friends who say, like, people who have a mental illness should not watch Intervention because it's it's pretty real, you know? Blah, yeah. blah, blah, which, debatable. You know, a lot of that is very showboating but um then i have other friends who don't have a mental illness watch it and get incredibly sad watching it yeah again same reasons but as someone who has a mental illness and watches it religiously including the celebrity rehab one <laughs> holy shit like i could lose myself watching that shit it doesn't like make me sad it's just like yeah i've been there done that right sense, yeah you know? So, <laughs> it's like, I've what's your of, crazy fucking I've story? Had a lot of interventions. That's a good story for later too. That, that's a different episode. <laughs> fucking oh my god, interventions is coming up. I Tune in ne- next week for interventions. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. But yeah, I, I think overall, from the information you've given, 
Um, it's more or less the <laughs> erectile dysfunction doctors and nurses are overall they're okay. They're just trying to do their jobs, and a lot of the nurses are really empathetic already. So just you know, stay that way. Don't become jaded, and they're fine. Yeah, man. Yeah. So that's gonna do it for us this week. Feel free to check yourself back in in another two weeks for another seventy-two hours. But uh, yeah, let's wrap it up, Becca. Like a burrito. Oh. Strange choice of words. So places you can find us, you can find us on Twitter at at seven capital S. Like first, you know, letters in this is all three are cap. So seven capital seven two hours capitals at the first of those words. Seven two hours, and then you can find us at seven number two HRS on Instagram. Instagram. And then on Facebook, obviously, just 72 hours. Facebook. Yep, Facebook. All of those places. Pretty simple stuff. Reach out to us. Send us questions. We will answer them. Hopefully, we get better at answering those things in longer formats. But We try. We we do our best. So, yeah, Cinnamon will have maybe a whole episode of just questions over and over and over again. Yeah, we want questions. So, yeah, Cinnamon, and then talk to us anyway, and then we will see you next time. Later, Gators. Bye.